Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education Podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field. My name is Eric Van Dusen from Data Science Undergraduate Studies in the Division of Computing, Data Science, and Society at UC Berkeley, and I'll be leading our conversation today. And my name is Harry Lee, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping out today too. Hey, Gloria Washington. Um, Could you give us a brief introduction to how you got into this area of data science education and what you're currently working on in this area? Hello, so I'm Gloria Washington, an assistant professor at Howard University in Washington, DC. And so the way that I got interested into uh, data science education is specifically working with human subjects or human-centered data. Um, my research area is human-centered computing with an emphasis in biometrics and then also um, effective computing. And what I was noticing and doing analysis of my data was that um, I would usually start off with linear regression models to truly see if there's relationships between some of the different features um, using um, just standard classification. And so for me, um, I really thought, okay, is there a way for me to teach my graduate students this? And then also um, at the time, Howard University was starting um, a class as well. We had a modeling and simulation class and a lot of the key topics from that class actually translated into data science. However, it just wasn't as modern as some of the other topics that were in most data science um, courses. So I thought, hey, let's adapt this course. And we had a meeting as a um, smaller department and changed that modeling and simulation course into a data science course. Uh, So what were some challenges you faced when you were building out this new course for data science? Well, one of the Key challenges was truly interest, uh, overwhelming interest and not enough me uh, or um, assistance to help teach the class. So we have an undergraduate focused course, but graduate students also wanna take the course. And so um, it's also a required course for our computer science curriculum. And um, also another thing that is a challenge is finding culturally and socially relevant data sets that would be interesting to the different kinds of students that are at Howard University. So we have a diverse population from all over the world that are mainly black and brown um, students, but they're, you know, international students, but then also African-American as well. And so they have different needs as far as like what they're interested in and they want to change society. So I want to make sure that I provide them data sets to be able to look at that would interest them and get them excited about this area. So that's one of the challenges of really just finding these data sets on the web. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that answer. Um, and this next question, building off of that, is a bit more general, but what do you see as the future for data science education at your institution specifically, but also in general? Um, how do you see it 
continuing to evolve over time? Yeah, so I see the future of data science education um, being a bachelor's degree that is specifically focused only around data science. So this could be the mathematical um, basis and concepts that you need to be effective. And then also um, courses that talk about the ethics, privacy, fairness, and transparency um, issues that relate with being a data scientist. Usually those areas, um, sometimes only relate with AI, but people don't understand how like uh, manipulation of the p-value is a thing and um, you can make statistics do anything that you truly wanted to. So um, knowing the skills necessary to be able to um, identify any bias that could be in data science techniques that were done to produce a particular topic or even a paper could be very useful for our students. So, and then also I see from a graduate perspective of like a master's and eventually a PhD because all of these topics are definitely PhD level when you think of the ethics and you think of like the concerns and policy issues that relate together all in one. So they're just like, it's a huge area that needs more exploration. Yes, definitely. Um, I think we agree wholeheartedly as well. And my next question is how should we as data scientists and as educators, how should we be creating and evolving a community around data science education to put these measures into practice? Well, I would definitely, so, I work in human-centered computing and we do a lot of participatory design with the actual communities that are affected. So in designing the curriculum, we should have a participatory design approach with individuals from several different communities that have been marginalized or disenfranchised by data science and or AI techniques. So example of that is like black and brown um, individuals who you know statistically say that their neighborhoods aren't producing any, um, you know, viable citizens. But when you look at like the culture of um, how these neighborhoods are building up and providing childcare and all together for individuals that um, need it. And so I, I would just say like participatory design techniques, actually making sure that there are data sets out there that include black and brown populations and also marginalized groups. Um, involving them in the mix, making sure that the topics that are explored are like explored from the perspective of being applicable to social issues, criminal justice issues, and then also things that can make society better because the students now um, are, I guess, yearning for that almost at every school across America, it seems. And so they're asking for it and we're trying to adapt, but it seems like we just don't have those kind of data sets and that kind of knowledge available to us. And we're losing out on, on engaging those kind of students in computer science in general. Definitely, thank you so much for that perspective. And this next question, I think, um, since I'm a data science student myself, I'm particularly interested in what you have to say about this, but. What, what forms of student support have you viewed as the most valuable for students entering new STEM fields? And what support do you think would be the most valuable for a new data science student, um, and particularly a new data science student in um, a less represented group or community? 
Well, so support that I've seen that the students um, need is um, applied statistics. So right now, at least at Howard, a lot of our um, entry-level concepts coming into data science are like, everything is taught from this stovepipe kind of um, thinking where you have to have a probability and statistics class coming into the course. However, I, I truly believe that like um, there should be data science courses where um, faculty swap in and out. And so like a statistics person who, um, I don't know, does like applied statistics could teach the first part of a class. And then like the data scientists would come in and um, teach like the middle part. And then you'll have the ethics person who would pop in and out at every single topic to be able to describe how um, the techniques could be used against different kinds of um, populations. But there also needs to be support of non STEM people entering data science. A lot of people are interested in this area and um, psychology professors um, have asked me, can I create just a section just for their students? And it, it's just not enough me, chemical engineering, chemistry. Like there are so many different departments that see my course and only want their students to take it. So there needs to be like this wraparound, I guess, support of the different kind of students that want to take it, not just CS or STEM-focused students. Nice, awesome. I, I love your vision. Um, I guess you know my understanding of your classes. You also mix some material from Data Eight and Data One Hundred and other sources uh, into your class. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about your process about how you decide which materials to bring in? Yes. So um, the students at Howard um, are in the course currently are mainly um, seniors. Some of them wait into their senior year to take the course. So they already have the background in probability and statistics, which was a required course. And then they also have the background in programming, which was a required course at Howard, which is CS0 course, and it teaches Python. So what I do is swap out the individual lections, um, lectures from um, the Data 100 course, which surround PANDAS, um, also hypothesis testing. So right now um, they're doing a lesson over the use of PANDAS. And I noticed that um, that is included in the Data 100, but it's not in the Data 8 course. And then also, I create some of my own as well. Um, so like web scraping and stuff like that, which I know is not in um, the 100 course or the eight course, but, um, and then so going forward after they pass um, data munging and actually um, web scraping, and then actually uh, some of the introductory Panda sort of libraries, then I delve into, um, the more traditional chapter 11, which is the hypothesis test, why the p-value is so important. I circle back around to manipulation of the p-value and why that is important. And so I pick through some of the different lessons of like um, the data 100 course and the different examples, because I'm seeing that their examples are more involved. Howard recently became a partner in this large NIH project on health equity research. Uh, and Howard's going to take care of the data science training component. Uh, how do you see that project scaling to train people in health, 
studying in health fields outside of data science? Yeah, so I kind of see it like uh, a process that will go all the way from elementary to um, graduate school. And, and let me tell you how. So um, there are students uh, currently that want to be involved in data science. They probably just don't know what it's about, you know, in high school or middle school. So what we intend to do is take some lessons that have already been developed through data eight that could be translated um, to middle school and high schoolers and make it like either a camp that could be conducted over the summer or be done um, during the semester where we visit um, Howard Middle School, which is located on our campus and give them some modules and what is data science. Another thing to mention as well is that UNCF also has sort of a data science camp. So we'll borrow some stuff from them. And then so those students will be more prepared to enter Howard with this background. And so then they could, you know, major in computer science if they want to, or they can also major in data science. We're actually building a curriculum to have a master's, but hopefully by that time we will have more um, curriculum developed um, within our computer science program when we have more than just one class of data science, where there would be a data engineering class where you get more into the hardcore programming or the ethics policies and um, procedures that relate with manipulation of the p-value. So then that could be the bachelor's. And then with like master's and PhD levels, they could look at some of the um, bias and issues that relate with data science in general and different data sets as it relates to different fields like human-centered computing, um, cybersecurity, and other elements. So I see it go all the way from like middle school, high school, all the way to um, graduate school. Nice. I mean, one other thing that we had talked about last week was uh, it seems that there, there's going to be a need for more young professors uh, to teach in this area of growing student demand, which is sort of a new field, data science education. Uh, where do you think these folks will be coming from? That is a very good question. And for me, um, I hope that they would be coming from uh, actually communities or institutions like Howard that have newer PhD programs and also master's programs. And also, if you think about it, looking at UC Berkeley's online master's um, in data science program as well, there are professionals that want to teach um, through adjunct courses and they have different knowledge where they're working on the job. Um, where they're picking up different lessons. And so if those individuals would be allowed to teach, you know, um, transparently and more effectively at institutions across America, we would be able to pick off their knowledge and be able to glean from some of the experiences that they learn. Additionally, as well, um, when we think about like these White House um, tech fellows, those individuals want to translate what they've learned in those usually two-year appointments to, to, to young people. So they would be a welcome source to be like visiting lectures or visiting professors at different institutions. Because if you think about even the difference, difference between the Trump administration and the Biden administration, there are different tech fellows that had 
to influence policy. And if you notice, um, Trump had a bit a big like uh, focus on technology as well, but from a different perspective. And then Biden as well, but from a different perspective of AI. But those White House tech fellows all had to be knowledgeable to be able to translate what they've learned into real world things. So I would think really leveraging those kind of people who have this on the job, you must know how policy affects different populations kind of people. Nice. Um, Shifting topics, um, I just wanted to loop back to the beginning and say, how does data science education fit into your, uh, you know, your field of research and your lab with cybersecurity and biometrics and affective computing? Uh, So we mainly collect human-centered data, human subjects data. So an example is um, our computer science education project. So we are looking at how um, students are affected by imposter syndrome as it relates to technical interviews. So some of the data that we collect are heart rate, heart rate variability, then also facial expression data, and then performance data that is picked up from the technical interviews. So this could be how well a person performed on a data structures um, question, usually ranged from like zero to five, where zero would be a no higher and five would be a definitely higher. And what we've been trying to do is um, develop technology that will more effectively tailor different questions for different individuals who are experiencing that imposter syndrome. So you need to first be able to visualize the data, then make different um, relationships between the different um, features that are picked out. So what we're noticing is that like our students have to be knowledgeable of the data science part of that. And usually the first different, the first algorithm that we start out with is either a regression model of some sort to figure out the correlations and different relationships between our features. So um, that's how we're utilizing it right now. And um, I am trying to push every student in my lab to kind of take data science or at least look at my lessons from the course that I teach currently because they they're using it in their papers for the visualization and they're using it for the actual analysis. Nice. Excellent. Okay. Uh, So to wrap up, do you have any parting thoughts or words of wisdom for other people getting involved in data science education? Well, I would definitely say if you are having hesitation about uh, even enrolling in such a program or picking up skills on your own, don't hesitate because it's definitely good to have it on your CV or your resume. Um, I've talked with several companies. So in my data science class, we had a presentation from the Tile company this week, and they are talking about how they need entry-level data scientists. And um, the students always think that you have to have a master's degree in data science. And you know, you can have an entry-level position. So, um, and the average data scientist makes more you know, um, from the, you know, from the salary perspective than even an entry level software engineer because their skills are so in demand right now and used in different industries. So don't hesitate, do it. Great, thanks so much, Gloria. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts. And join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.